I had such a hatred for my father who had left me when I was one years old. That resulted in a life of constant violent fighting, drugs, and as a result, I almost lost the love of my life. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how an absentee father can leave a child more prone to difficult issues in his or her life. In our last show, we had Jose Rodriguez with us, and he shared with us how utterly angry he felt towards his absent father how he often expressed that anger, getting involved with fights and expressing dominance wherever he was. He told us how he got into using drugs in his life as a way of coping and getting along with other people, acceptance, things like that. And he was also living a very sexual promiscuous life. I mean, he told us how the guys would get together, go party at a club and challenge each other to literally get with a new girl, sometimes on a nightly basis. So he told us that he never really got attached too well with those girls. Sometimes they would go for a little while in a relationship, but often he would move on to another person. He just kept moving on with life only to find himself where the drugs and the promiscuous lifestyle caused his wife to leave him and separate for a time. Today, he's going to share a miracle that happened in his life when he turned to God. Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. Jose, it's great having you back, my friend. Now, the last show, we're talking about how your marriage was going through some serious issues. Like you were inviting her to do drugs. Tell us, what kind of issues were you guys running into? Well, this ran into all type of problems. She became an addict. Oh, no. And smoking regularly. Oh, no. And that just caused a lot of anger towards each other and sometimes arguments and et cetera, et cetera. Wow. So, I mean, you already had an anger issue. So then your anger issue probably came into the situation and then she probably got angry too, right? That is correct. Oh my gosh. So what happened? I understand that it came to a moment where she just had to pull the plug and like leave the house. What happened? Well, you know, we were separated and we talked about divorce. And at that time, I just couldn't take it anymore. Hmm. And literally we cried out to God who just saved me one night and began to work on me. Wow. Now, before that happened, I understand you were living as a homeless person. Tell us how that happened. Yeah, this is correct. Um, We were living in Florida for about a year and we came back. And unfortunately, my drug habits and drinking issues let all my finances dry. I could not find a job. Hmm. I could not pass a drug test. Oh, no. And so I didn't find a job. That led me to, you know, having to give up where I lived. I couldn't afford any rent. So I started living out of my car. It wasn't long before my car got impounded. And so I ended up in the street. Oh, my gosh. So here you are. You're in the streets. Your wife has, what, gone to live with her parents? That is correct. And you're out in the streets. And are you still living for the drugs at this point? You know, anything that I could get by, drugs, alcohol, I didn't even think that far ahead. Wow. It wasn't no planning. It was just, you know, survival mode throughout the day. However, we make it to tomorrow. How are you feeling emotionally during this time period in your life? I don't know if I can describe anything else but anger. 
angry, angry wow. all the time, angry at the situation, angry at those around me. If I actually thought about God, I'm sure, you know, I was angry at him too. Wow. I just didn't care about anything. I prefer to die. Oh my gosh. I understand there's a time where you really got angry with God and that actually you were angry with God from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I blame God for everything. I feel that that's what we all do. Hmm. It was God's fault. Well, God knew what was going to happen to my parents. Why would he allow it? God knew that I was going to be raised without a father figure or without a father in a single home. So, you know, why did he allow that? He understood the schools and the city and everything. So it was all his fault. Wow. So I understand that there was a night that you kind of basically hit rock bottom and you like literally screamed at God. Like you weren't really even like a serious believer. You weren't like a serious Christian at all. But then one night, like you just hit rock bottom and you literally screamed to God. What happened? Yes. And I was in my sister's house when they attempted to talk to me about God, but my anger had gotten to such a boiling point that I began to shout at the ceiling and said, okay, if you want to talk to me, you know, then you come talk to me. You come down here, man, to man, face to face. We can handle this. (laughs) Whoa, like challenging, you know, like the same type of way you would challenge me on the streets. Let me ask you, this is in front of your sister and her husband, right? That is correct. They were both there. Wow. Wow. And they're just giving you shelter for a time. And so what specifically did you say to God in that time? What was the prayer that you prayed to the Lord, even though you were screaming at the top of your lungs? Yes, my prayer slash scream was just about challenging God. And to give you a few specifics, I told them, I said, you know, if you're real, if you're real, you come down here and this is what I need. I need you to do something about my marriage. I need to find a place to live. I need a job. I need a car. There are things that I need. I said, and if you change my life, if I see this happen, you prove to me you're real. I'll change my life. I'll follow you. I'll serve you forever. However, if you don't do any of these things, I don't want nothing to do with you. As a matter of fact, I'm even willing to go the complete opposite direction and go across the world to tell people there is no God. Wow. Now, I understand, though, that God answered that and things did get better. And then you suddenly remembered your prayer to the Lord. Tell us about what happened. That is correct. About several months later, I'd say about two or three months after that, one day I came home from work and to my apartment where I was living with my wife and I sat down on the sofa and turned on the television. And then within an instant of me watching television, maybe within a minute or so, there was an audible voice. That's the only way that I can describe it. It was as audible as I hear my voice right now. And I heard a voice tell me, Hey, you made a promise. And the moment that I heard that voice in my vision, I can see like a grocery list of the things that I had asked for. And so I had gotten a job, I had gotten an apartment, I had just bought a car, me and my wife decided to start over and try to work things out. And so everything, 100% of what I asked for was there. (laughs) But you forgot God and God was like, hey, remember me, is what it sounds like. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So here's this moment where you basically surrender your life to God. Now, how did you overcome all the anger built up inside your heart and mind? Because that's really difficult. Yes, that is correct. And I respected the fact that God, who is an amazing God, does things how he does them. Mm -hmm. And he works with every one of us differently. And so when it came to me, some of those things took a little bit of process, a couple of months, a couple of years for some of them. Mm. But I realized that the only way that I can do that was I had to change. And the only way that I could change was to have someone change me. Mm. The only one that could change me had to be God. And so I really learned the blessing and the art of prayer. 
Oh. I discovered the beauty of reading the Word of God and how it began to change the way that I was thinking. Hence, it changed my vocabulary and my behavior. Wow. And so that was the only way that it could be done. Wow. You know, that's amazing. Now, how did you overcome the promiscuous lifestyle? That would be hard because that's kind of an addiction right there. Yes. And to be very honest with you, on this is what I discovered. There is a Bible verse, we won't get into it, but it talks about the fact that some things can only be done. Some spirits can only be removed by prayer and fasting. Mm. Jesus says that to his disciples. And I discovered that there are certain lusts, there are certain physical pleasures Mm. that can only be dominated or only be controlled by fasting. And I realized that the more I fasted, the less I thought about other women, the less I felt this lust and attraction. And so I made it about to do that continuously, regularly for the rest of my life. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I understand you're living a pure life today and you're even a pastor, which is amazing. Like God has done some amazing things in your life. Now, let me ask you, what about the drug addictions? How did you overcome that? Drug addictions were very difficult, but again, I began to focus more on God. I deliberately threw my focus into something. The Bible says to magnify Mm. the Lord, but we can't magnify him. We can't make him bigger. He doesn't become any bigger. He's already big, but we have to make him bigger in our lives, in our perspective. Mm. And so that's what I did. I made him bigger and bigger and bigger and realized that everything else became less and less and less, less desirable, less focused. It was less on my mind. And that began to direct me in the right direction in a way of leaving everything behind. That is amazing, Jose. I'm amazed that God has truly changed you. Amen. And knowing who you are, you know, being friends with you and knowing you, when I'm hearing this, I almost can't believe that this was your past. But I do know it was your past. And it's amazing how God has brought you today. And today, you know, you're an assistant pastor. You've traveled with Samuel Rodriguez. You've done such amazing things for the Lord. And so again, Pastor Jose, thank you so much for being on the show and just being real and raw with us today. Well, thank you, Anna. Again, it was an absolute blessing to be with you. God bless you. Amen. Don't go anywhere. I want to speak something into your life right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Anlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how He can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? You may be thinking, how did this man, Jose Rodriguez, truly overcome all those things like rage, sexual addictions, drugs? These are not easy things for anyone to overcome. But you see, it is written in 1 John 5, 4 through 5, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? 
Jose's simple faith in Jesus Christ is the very thing that helped him to overcome these ails of the world that were living inside of him. And today, he is serving as a pastor in a church, teaching others the same freedom he has received from his simple faith. You know why this faith will help you to overcome? Because God is the father you've always been looking for. He's the one who doesn't condemn you. He will encourage you. He will be the one to pick you up and he will do the overcoming through you. If you learn to surrender to him, he will become the victory in your life. I know that I've experienced this in my life. The sooner I found out that I can't have victory over my problems by myself, it's the sooner I found true overcoming power to the problems that I dealt with. If you are in Christ, you're called to be an overcomer because Jesus, the overcomer, lives inside of you. You can and will if you just surrender to Jesus and to the Spirit of God. Let's pray. If you need this overcoming faith in God, there's someone right now who's saying, I need this. Lord Jesus, we come to you. And to those who are saying, God, I'm trying so hard on my own. I can't do it. Lord Jesus, I receive that Holy Spirit, the overcoming Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome your firepower into our lives to give us the strength to overcome addictions. Maybe someone's addicted to pornography or other things, drugs. Let those addictions be broken in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.